is episode 140 of Lima Time Time. He is Patrick. I am James. Uh, we are, we're, we're pressed for time with, with our special guests for this evening. And, and we've been getting more special guests. And I want to continue to get special guests. So we are going to abide by the, by the time constraints that they are, that they are under. Uh, so let's just go ahead and welcome in this very special guest, um, we had Jeff Passon on a couple of weeks, and and it really polarized some people. Uh, so, because of, of his uh, his reporting and him doing his freaking job, uh, so we are very happy to welcome on this next guest, someone who's sure to polarize everybody, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Trevor Bauer. Yes. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? You, fly just you flying your drones? You flying your drones, Trevor? Yep. All right, it's fine. uh it's 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 Houston's own your pal and mine uh the uh the genius behind the greatest sports center name of uh of all time uh it is your friend and mine Robert Flores Robert how are you doing I'm doing good how are you guys doing you know in the playoffs at 29 and 31 hey I, we I, well, I would like to say this is well this is a return this is welcome back to the podcast Robert that's right. Flores. He did I've the show before. 2016, I guess, back when, the, when we first started out. So welcome back to the show. Yeah. Thank you very much. I didn't realize I, it had been that long. Yeah, we're, we're have all we had Have we had repeat guests before? Lance McCullers is the only one. So <laughs> you're in a team company. Yeah. You got McCullers to come on? How did that Twice. come about? Twice. That's awesome. I love yeah, Lance. Really Good dude. Okay, so <clears throat> let's let's break down like what the i mean i was when we were doing our preseason quote unquote show and at the mm -hmm. end of july uh pat was saying 38 and 22 i was being a very conservative 35 and 25 yeah like, of, of course the injuries happened but what's your take on like what actually happened to the astros this season I think it was a combination of just about everything um you know full disclosure i picked the a's uh, to win this division even before the shutdown. Okay. Um, I, I thought that uh, with the departure of Garrett Cole, um, all the things swirling around this team uh, and all the, the baggage that they would have to carry around, um, I just thought it would be too much. Plus, the A's are really, really, really good. Um, but it was just a combination of things. It was, as you said, it was the injuries. Um, it was just inexplicable offensive performances by I mean Jose Altuve and, and then Bregman you know he struggled with injuries too uh it, you know they just they just couldn't really uh find a consistent stride when they were mashing sometimes the bullpen would blow up uh when the bullpen was good and the starting rotation which for the most part has been the rotation has been pretty good for the most yeah. part uh, but you know, just, it's just been weird. And I still think that, and, and no one knows for sure, except the dudes in that clubhouse. Um, I, I still think that everything that transpired in the off season before the shutdown, I still think that weighs on them a little bit. And, um, but listen, look, they're in, um, are they a decided underdog against Minnesota? Absolutely. Um, just about in every phase, the Minnesota Twins are better. I thought, they, I thought look, they slotted with the A's. No, it's the, uh, it's the Twins. Yeah, it's it's the, the, it, it, was, it was late and it was weird, but it's the Twins. Yeah, ESPN mm -hmm. announced the A's. Like they announced the, the, the AL playoff lineup. Well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you about. Yeah, it's a terrible network. you're getting your baseball <laughs> information. <laughs> <I am. laughs> you know. Fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're playing the Twins. So, Look, as I said, they're, they're, they're going to be a decided underdog. But listen, um, you know, who's not to say that, uh, you know, what, what if Jose Altuve gets scorching hot? And he's looked better in the past. I'd say he looked better this past week than he has all season. Hit a big old uh, home run today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I think that, like I said, I, I think that that baggage, I think that they're still carrying it. But you know what? Maybe they go in with the attitude of, hey, everyone – isn't expecting us to do anything and everyone hates us. So let's go out there. They're kind of like, the, you know what they need? They need the Jake Taylor speech from, from major league. You yeah. know, I guess there's just one thing left to do. 
win the whole bleeping thing. Oh, you know? that'd be so. That'd be so sweet. <laughs> that really would be. And with these circles, I mean, it'd be sweet anyway. But with them having a below five hundred record and just to get hot and do that and just in everybody's face, people would hate it. Oh my <laughs> god, people would hate it, would... it, and it would be that. It would be so sweet and such a redemption for it. the fans, especially, but the players as well. So it would just be that'd be just really incredible. Yeah. And they yeah. can do it. They are good enough to do it. I don't know. We, we tried to do have a doom and gloom episode uh, earlier this week. And we kind of yeah. talked ourselves into some optimism. And I kind of threw out there, what if they're, what if they're kind of Greg Popoviching this, this whole season? They knew that it would take a miracle for them to not get in. And they just kind of coasted without not really pressing, not really worrying about it, just kind of just going about their business. And now that the playoffs is going to start, maybe a switch comes on. Is, that, is, that, is there something to be said for that? I mean, I guess anything is possible. But here, here are the things that um, if you're just looking at the numbers and things on paper, the bullpen is a real, real problem. And yeah. it, it has been a problem all season. Um, they really struggle. I mean, uh, I think Chandler Rome put out some numbers about what they do with runners in scoring position. And I mean, it's not great, um, but yeah, like, look, could, could George Springer, I mean, who's really been, I think the, the only consistent offensive performer all season, um, you know, could, could he carry them through a series yeah. through a three game series, especially sure. I mean, could, could uh, uh, you know, I don't know who their game one starter is, but let's say it's McCullers. McCullers has been dealing. I mean, could he very much so. Could he shut them down and could they eke out a win in game one? Yeah. And then all the pressure goes over to Minnesota. So, um, listen, it, it, any, you know, especially in a short series, anything can happen. But, but look, their, their performance of what you've seen so far would lead you to believe, as I said, they're, they're, they've got their work cut out for them because Minnesota is very, very good and very, very powerful. That lineup does yeah. not quit there there are no outs in that lineup whatsoever so okay so the the astros have won two out of three road games uh, exactly one time against the same opponent uh exactly one time this season and that was early <laughs> on against the jesus. angels jesus yeah no it was it was late july or it was like july 30th to august 2nd they won two out of three against anaheim and that's yeah. that's been it. So for a for a team that was so that was I mean in in 2019 like they were they were deadly on the road to turn yeah. around and be nine and what would it be nine and 21 on the road they were nine and 23 on the road this year mm. that that's that's just absolutely terrible and yeah. four and 14 on the road in September like. I understand the the mentality of well now it's the postseason now they're going to get locked in well they've got tomorrow off but like what is it about the next thirty six hours that indicates that that's something that can happen like after after two months of playing damn near every day yeah can you just expect them to be like oh well it's different now so let's actually try I I just don't I I, I just think that they're look there there's still there's a lot of prideful dudes in that clubhouse. And there's a lot of guys that, um, you know, have been carrying a chip on their shoulder, as I said, for what transpired, uh, you know, after 2019, after that season came to an end. Um, But again, there's, there's also guys, as, as I said, who I think are, are, are wearing the, and carrying the burden of all that was swirling around this organization. But, Look, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers here. I'm looking at uh, something that Brian McTaggart tweeted out. On the road, as you said, we were 9-23. and 23. When they scored three, or run, three runs or less this season, they were 8-18. Eight and 18. In one-run games, they were 10-14. and 14. Uh, Losses after leading, 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 19. So when you think about playoff baseball, more often than not, you're talking about tight ball games, you know, uh, so it, as I said, they, it just, every time you try to look at all the different theories and, and ways that you, you see a, a kind of a path to an Astros series win. And there's not really many that are jumping out of the, off the page, but again, you know, that that's the beauty of sports. That's the beauty of playoff baseball. We see unexpected things happen all the time. And wouldn't it be the most 2020 thing ever 
if the Houston Astros won the whole thing. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I, it absolutely would. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, we, we talked about earlier this week also about how they just – they don't have the, the same youthful exuberance that they've had, and maybe that's something that they uh, – that used to kind of feed them going in 2017 and, and, and even going past that. Do you think that maybe with the lack of crowds, which I, I think that, that that fed them as well, do you think that having it be the playoffs and postseason and having that extra edge, maybe that is something that could be the tipping point? That, that, that is something that without having the crowds and all these things that maybe yeah. in the past, that maybe that's something that, that could actually be a switch for them? Yeah, I mean, look, listen, I, I, as I said, I, was, I, I, I think that they need I, – I think that they need something to, to rally around, to galvanize what has been a very difficult year for everyone, including them. And um, – as I said, it, it, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be expected. And maybe they can that's something that they can hang their hat on. That look, we still got we've got some elite players still here in this clubhouse, and you every once in a while or frequently, we see guys step up in postseasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Edgar, Edgar Renteria one was a world is a World Series MVP for goodness sakes, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, and then Steve Pierce is a World Series MVP. So all it takes is, is just like maybe one unexpected moment or person to turn the momentum. Uh, because I do believe in momentum, especially in, in, in playoff and, and in crunch time. So, um, I, I, again, full disclosure, I don't think that they will um, get out of the first round, but if they find a way to do it, if they find a way to beat Minnesota, um, then you're looking at, I'm looking at the bracket right now, then they're paired up with Cleveland or the A's. Okay, yeah. Know? So, uh, again, it's short series, and then you're going to be at, at Dodger, you know, from there you go from Minnesota, and if they win there, then they go to Dodger Stadium for, you know, for either Cleveland or the A's. So, it, it it's possible. We'll see. <laughs> How's that, how's that for hope? No, that's, yeah, that's, exactly, that's the right take. We'll see. It's, it's, a dead, it's dead on exactly the yeah. right thing. Yeah. Hey, maybe, so that's, I mean, maybe that's what the Astros hashtag should be. Hashtag <laughs> we'll see. With take it back emoji? with a question mark. Take it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'll ask you this, and then, and then we'll let you go, because I know you have other, other commitments this evening. Um, which number ends up greater? Astros playoff wins or University of of Houston football games actually played? Oh my God, those <laughs> nice. poor kids! They can't find a game, man. No. They're just gonna have to go like hang out at a at a park somewhere, see if they can run some flag book football with someone. Um, <laughs> I think the Astros do get. I think they do get a game, and I think that the the Twins ultimately take it in three. But as I said, if they win. If, if this goes to a deciding game, a third and, and deciding game, it's, I think the pressure's really on the, the Minnesota Twins because of, you know, they're at home. Again, they're heavily favored. They've had a tremendous season. Um, but we've seen some strange things happen in, in playoff baseball. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it. It's definitely one that we could have not have predicted that we'd be playing in these conditions and in this format when this, when the year started, but, but yet here we are. Cool. No, I agree. I, I agree one hundred percent. Pat, any last last remarks? Uh, n- no, no. I, I really got. I got nothing. I got nothing left. That's. I mean, that's pretty much aligns with with what I feel. And I don't want to dampen. I, I don't want to damper this more by asking that, about the scandal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will say. I will say that I think that this is a cross. I think this this franchise is 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 at a crossroads uh, right now. Um, because you look at what, no matter what happens in the playoffs, um, your entire starting outfield or, you, you know, well, yeah, your entire starting outfield is, are free agents at the end of the season. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to have uh, Justin Verlander next year. Mm-hmm. McCullers and Correa are free agents at the end of 2021. So th- th- this, uh, this is going to be some real intriguing next several days 
for the current Astros and next several months for what this organization will ultimately look like. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, guys, thank you. That's a lot All of right, thanks, Robert. I love spreading the cheer. <laughs> you really did. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, appreciate it. Hey, you got it, guys. Thank you. All right, man. All right. All right. So, um, where do we even start with this Ranger series? Uh, I, I don't. I think we should just throw this Ranger series just out based on when they clinched and what happened. I, I don't. I just throw it out. Don't don't even look at it. So the, the biggest question, you know, it's it's whatever. You know, you had guys coming out of the game early today, which I totally understand. Well, you had don't. you had big you had big hits from contributors. So you had if you want to look at it positively, Correa hits a home run, Altuve hits a home run, Bregman mm -hmm. continues to hit. So if you want to look at it that way, they were they were producing runs, but you know, like Robert talked about, you know, they they blow they blow a bunch of leads and they continue to do so. But I I don't think that this. I don't know if this series counts as much as the rest of the season did, even though it would align with everything else. So I, I, I don't know. That's how I'm looking at it. Like they clinched, they're good to go. Let's just not get injured. Let's just, let's, let's get ready for the postseason. Who cares? Who gives a shit about the Texas Rangers? I mean, am I right? Who cares? Uh, no, you're exactly right. One thing I was thinking about is when it comes to your usage of pitchers in the postseason, it drastically changes from the regular season. Uh -huh. So the, you know, Dusty Baker and Brent Strong were running dudes out there you know, in end of July, August, September. And basically, like, did, when, when did you pitch last? Was it Thursday? Cool, you can throw today, and you're going to throw today. And you're going to get three outs, whether your ERA is 15 by the end of it or, or <laughs> you not. Can, you can, exactly. Uh, that changes in the, in the postseason. And, and so you're not going to see freaking Chase DeJong, or however you pronounce his name, which in Dutch, it's, uh, it's Chase the, the Jong. That's that's what his John. I love that's that's a good joke that not only do you use all the time, but every time I'm just like, that's correct. I'm just always like, disagree with him. Like, yes, that like that is the translation, no matter what it is. That's always anything French is so. Yeah, that is I love it. That is I love doing it with DJ LeMayhew and how it's French for DJ the Mayhew. The Mayhew. That's great. I See, love I love it. It's um, never, it never fails. It's a perfect formula for a joke that cannot <laughs> be stopped. We're not gonna. We're not gonna see that. We're not gonna see Brandon Belak. You know, getting getting. Can you pro asked, are you sure? Are you sure? Based on the, what we've seen from Dusty Baker, anything's possible. Well, hopefully Brent Strom, you know, just, I don't know, sedates him or like laces him with LSD or something. Yeah, yeah, that, but that we'll see. Yeah, give him his, uh, who's, the, uh, who's the Pittsburgh pitcher that was on, was on LSD? Doc Ellis. Doc, no, not Doc Ellis, the other one. Yeah. No, it's it Doc, Doc Ellis. Ellis? It yeah. wasn't? Okay, fair enough. Uh, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, Dusty Baker's M.O. over the years has been that he leaves guys in too long. He's always – he's hadn't had a feel of the pitcher, and he's always left them in too long, you know, one batter too long that ends up, you know, biting him in the ass. I know that that's a gripe that uh, Giants fans – who they shouldn't be griping about anybody who won him a World Series, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but that was a big gripe with him that, that he just – he didn't have a, have a really good feel for, uh, for pitching for the bullpen. So I, that, so that's one thing that I, I agree with you in the sense that that should be the case that, uh, you know, your, your the available arms shrinks down in terms of who, who's going to be in this spot. You, you let starters go a little bit longer. It just, it, it changes the, changes the whole approach, but I, I just, we don't know Dusty Baker as a postseason manager. So I, I don't, I really don't know what to expect. Especially well, against think, a lineup like Minnesota, who can absolutely eat you alive, and that's one of the that's probably the one. Even though I do not respect them overall, that's <laughs> probably the one that is the one matchup where I'm just like, ah, oh, not for not for this team, just because they absolutely crush the ball. One of the, and, and I think we do. I mean, you. It's not like Dusty Baker changed, you know, from his however twenty years of managing. No, or, he's probably stuck in his ways more so than than most. So, so I, you know, when you're like when you said, you know, I. I I don't think we know Dusty. We know we know what Dusty Baker's about. Um, I ultimately still think that he was the right guy for this particular job. One hundred percent, I agree. And, and I I do agree that that giving him the full year in twenty twenty one was absolutely the right call. But but I think Ooh, I don't know about I think, that. I think Robert Flores is correct. Like the, this this team is at a crossroads, and we can we can talk about that you know yeah. some other time. 
But well, I mean, we can talk about that. We can talk about that now. I, the, my one quick point on that would be like at, cro at Crossroads, yes, but but he's always um, like, who's the owner's name? I can't even think of him. Crane, Crane. I was going to say click. Click crank, click crane. They're all a bunch of bunch of c words. If you catch my drift, um, <laughs> you like like that? That's pretty good. Like that. uh, Crane's always said he'll pay everybody and has paid everybody. So until and, and granted, we can say he can't do this or can't do that. If he wants to pay Brantley and Springer, he absolutely can. He could. Uh, will he? I don't know. I, the, the way the way the PR thing has gone with this team, I would. Keeping Springer with the fan base alone, I, I think that should that should be a priority. Um, and it's his money; he can do whatever he wants. But uh, yeah, I he has he has not given us any reason to think that he won't put the best team on the field possible. And, and that's just where I'm at with him. So I don't think we need to be freaking out about anything. It's it's we're just jumping to conclusions on everything. He can pay everybody. He said he'd pay everybody and try to keep this nucleus together as long as he can. The, the contracts are staggered out and. Uh, yeah, it gets a little weird, but he I, I, can absolutely take care of these guys. The, the one thing that and, – and I think you're right, and you're, you're totally correct that, that Crane said all along that when the time was right, he will spend the money, and he, and he 100% has. Yeah. And he's pulled the trigger on trades and, and approved salary increases. You know, think of Grinky, you know, for example. Um, there's no reason to, to – I mean, there, it's, it's – you can hold two opinions at the same time. Jim Crane should never talk to the media, but Jim yeah. Crane has always has always done what he said he was going to do. Um, like both of those things can be true. The, the the thing is that that I think that while the right play for Springer is five years, one twenty five, one thirty, he's going to want more. If if some team comes in and and says you know seven years, one seventy five. Which like, is realistic. Whole, that's realistic. That's a realistic thing, and, and he and he and he does deserve that. He, he absolutely deserves that 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 seven years, and that's what he's going to press for is the is the extra years. As far as I, as, that's what I would think. Yeah. I think five's the right deal as well. But it, you're going to have the fucking Anaheim Angels coming in here, fucking offering <laughs> him about thir, thir, thirteen years, four hundred million or something. Who knows what they'll offer? Give him, give him his give his ghost a, a contract too. It would really suck to have to face Rendon Trout. And Springer he's in Anaheim. Writing that, he's, writing that, he's, he's writing that. He's writing that age bracket where he's just old enough. Where they're like, "All right, he's right now. He's in their radar." They're like, "How old is he?" Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that adds up. That adds up. So then Garrett, the ghost of Garrett Anderson's whispering in there. Yes, yeah, sign him. So that's what's gonna happen. We'll see. Like, Hell yeah. And of course, Mike Trout's gonna be like, "Yeah, I would like to go to the postseason." I'm tired of the. I'm tired of people saying, even in the expanded postseason, Angels can't still can't get Mike Trout to the playoffs, and it's hilarious. But it's also, I do feel for him, even being a division opponent, I do feel for Mike Trout because he does not deserve this. He really he does not. He signed, he signed that contract, and he's rich and taken care of forever. That's great, but it, he doesn't deserve what, what, they're, what they're trotting out there. And, 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 and they're, they've got some young guys coming up. They'll, they'll compete at some point, maybe, but who knows? Who cares? I don't care. I hope they don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think, like, like, honestly, if Trout really wanted to make the playoffs, he could have he taken – it wouldn't, it wouldn't have even been less money. Like any team would have paid him whatever right. he wanted. And, and it's cool. You know, you, you like seeing, you like seeing superstars stay with, stay with the team that drafted them. That's old school. A hundred percent. I do respect it, but I just feel at the same time, like, yeah. So, I mean, I guess he can be as frustrated all he wants, but I mean, he's laying in the bed that he made. So, um, well, well, the GM got fired today. So, uh, okay, well, there you go. They, they, and he yeah. probably deserves it. And you can't, I mean, if you're the, if you're the GM and you're thinking, you know, you should have, like, you, he should have done more. Well, you can't, can't, you signed Shohei Otani and that was like the massive, you know, signing. Yeah. And, but you can't predict that, that he's going to miss basically two seasons of, of yeah. like, that's, that, that's just bad luck. And, and sometimes you lose your job from bad luck. And, and that's, that's pretty much, and, and well, Jerry DePoto, the the bastard from Seattle, like he deserves as much. Like he basically got <laughs> he got Billy Epler fired. Like like freaking, I hate Jerry yeah. Depoto. He traded yeah. some prospect for a bag of Skittles twenty minutes ago. I guarantee it. Like a literal bag of Skittles. That's not a bad lot. Skittles are pretty delicious, so that's not a terrible trade. But I, I do see your point. 
No, but, so, but it also, but it looks a lot worse too with, with the Astros being under 500 and an expanded postseason year. E even though this is a weird thing to look at, but you got to look at it and be like, how are we? We're, we're around 500 every single year. All we had to do was do that to be in this <laughs> postseason, and we still couldn't do it. So, I mean, it's like, what, what, yeah, something's got to change here. And, and I completely understand that approach because yeah. there's no excuse. There's no excuse for them to not to not be in this postseason instead of the Astros, honestly. No, you're exactly right. No, that's that's 100% correct for sure. So, uh, what? Okay, so I guess what what trend bothers you the most or scares you the most as we get ready for the fourth straight season of of Astros postseason baseball? Well, let's start by saying that 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 is a incredible accomplishment. That's yes. a something that we need to acknowledge and and just no matter how weird this year is and know how much of a backing themselves into the playoffs it, it was they're in it doesn't matter it, it you know each year to year doesn't matter what your record is if you get in you, you got in so uh it's so that's an accomplishment never done before exactly. the astros so, have never made the postseason four years in a row that's cool there you go so we are i mean and, and we not that anybody would say different but we are still in the golden era of houston astros baseball and as much as and just like you crane two things to be at the same time yeah the the black terrible era of astros baseball is also running congruently with the greatest era in Astros <laughs> baseball. And both are, both are true. Mm -hmm. You were back in the World Series last year and uh, right there and had a chance to, to win it. And like, so, I mean, that, that almost, that memory almost goes away. Like that they were like, like the, the cheating feels like it ha just happened, even though it was 2017. And like they were in, you know, in an ALCS in 2018, in the World Series in 2019, back in the postseason again, like, we're talking about a a run that's that's pretty pretty impressive. I don't care who I don't care who your franchise is uh, for a stretch of four years. It's and you, couple, you it's throw in twenty fifteen yeah. and you, and a little area, you know, five out of six years in the postseason for competing. That's that's pretty damn impressive. And and uh, so there's something to be said for that. But to answer your question, the, what Robert Flores said, the bullpen, they give up they give up all these runs. You you turn around, they're winning, and then you. You go, you go, go about your business. If you're not watching the game, you come back and they, they've given up five runs in an inning, home runs, and just every time there's runners in scoring position, that base hit comes through, and they're just giving up big hits, and the and the bullpen it just cannot be trusted, and there's no and there's no real back in like of course is Ryan Presley very good? Yes, but there's nobody that's true shutdown to bolster down a game. We don't have anybody with with Asuna going out. There's nobody. That's just like okay, this game's over with. It's locked down. It's Eric Gagne time, or who? It's you know whoever Trevor Hoffman time, Mariano yep. Rivera. We don't have. We don't. It's not shut down. It's like oh god, I hope this doesn't go awry, and then it immediately goes awry. And, and yes. that's when that's been the trend for this year is is blowing leads late in games, losing. Have they nine out of whatever uh, extra inning games? And granted, the, the it's the new rules, and they won't the the extra inning rules will not be. Uh, be allowed in the postseason so it'll be back to back to the old ways so they they got they got got on that a, a few too many times which yep. makes all the difference in a season you talk about the games they lost that way those go those bounce a different way you're talking about a team that's possibly seven or eight games over 500 yeah um so so maybe that that the record is a little bit skewed that way and then those are the rules and that's what you play by so you can't make excuses but if you want to look at it from an optimistic standpoint you lost a bunch of games like that. I mean, yeah, I, I believe it was nine games they lost uh, in extra innings with those rules. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a lot of games in a 60-game season. That's nine games out of 60. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, and, and I just – I keep going back to the idea that the Astros are throwing guys out there to get 27 outs and make it to the next day and everybody tests negative, you know, th those are your, you know, testing negative is your main goal. You know, right. winning the game is secondary to that. And Rob Manfred, here comes Rob Manfred sending Josh James a COVID blanket, you know, just a blanket that he got some COVID patients, you know, un underneath Grand Central Station, you know, to cough <laughs> into. And and he sends them to the, sends them to Josh James. Josh James actually like figured his crap out, I think, because early on, in, in the season, he started, like, throwing, he started throwing strikes. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. made big adjustments, and that's the, all that for him. That's the whole difference. That's the whole thing. So you know, and and so if you have, and, and maybe the, maybe they get Josh James back. Maybe if he can string together a couple negative tests, 
he can come back and that changes the whole complexion of the bullpen. God, what a stupid fucking thing. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get, I get it. But what a stupid, just a stupid thing to have to, to make a comment on. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, so it, there's just so much that like part of me wishes like the whole thing was over. Part of me is excited about the idea of just wrecking everyone's fantasy of watching the Astros crash and burn and then watching them, you know, lift a trophy here in, right. I don't know, a month. Like that would, I mean, both would, both would be fine with me if I didn't have, I mean, if I didn't have to think about the Astros again, you know, for, for a couple of months, like that, that would actually be really okay with me, but I also want to shove it down everybody's throat. Well, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, and I think, and I have to, as bad as it sounds for, for hosting an Astros podcast and stuff. And of course we're rooting for the team. We're never against the, the Astros in any way, but like, right, I, and, right, I, right, and right. I think, and I think this is a thing that, that at least I personally take solace in this year. I, I don't, I just don't care. And I, and I haven't, they, they've been very frustrating to watch. And, but I mean, I've skipped games when I didn't feel like watching them. I just, I do not, I'm rooting for them. I, I love the Astros. That that doesn't it doesn't change, but it just I, I it doesn't matter. So if they got they get knocked out instantly by the Minnesota Twins, w- will it suck? Yeah, but oh, okay, whatever. Let's let's get on with this. Let's move on. Um, let's survive and, the winter. And if they get on a, and if they get on a run, of, of course I'm going to support them and and catch the fever just like it, uh, any other time. And I and I'm rooting for them to do so. I'd love for them to come out guns blazing and, and shove it in everybody's face. I'm absolutely rooting for that. But it's just not like. I'm, it's not going to be the we talk about just the the nerves of, of those of those postseason games and the stuff of just watching it and and those nerves are fun normally for at least for me like is it, is it will it give you a heart attack and whatnot but like there's something that's the that's the fun of sports is that like oh my god what's going to happen here I, I cannot deal with this I, that's what I love about it I don't have any of that I don't have any edge I don't I do not care I'm rooting for them but I'm not I'm not hanging anything on a loss so I've got, tell me if you have a buddy like this. I, so we don't have cable. We, we cut the cord and we, we stream everything online, yeah. uh, which means that I'm like two minutes behind oh. what everybody else is seeing. And it really screwed me up this morning when I was watching Leeds United. And, and I, was, I just happened to be like kind of scrolling through Twitter, keeping my eye on the game. You can't do that. You can't scroll Twitter if you're watching a stream. No. And, uh, and I wasn't even really, I was, I was perfectly content with a zero, zero tie with Sheffield United. And then, and then I saw, you know, goal Bamford and I was like, wait, what? And I looked up and it was like the 86th minute. And I was like, Shh. so I, like my wife was next to me and I was like, it's ruined. Just, it ruined, it ruined what you're doing. I was like, just watch. I was like, it's going to be, it's going to be okay, but just watch. And then two minutes later, you know, lead scored, they win one. Oh, like I have a buddy that knows that I stream. And, and he, it gives him a certain amount of pleasure to, to call me That's fucked like up. A, a minute and a half, you know, as soon as something happens that he sees, he'll call me and be like, I just want to hear your reaction. I'm like, well, what? I think that's just somebody not paying attention and not understanding how streams work or something. Cause if it's on purpose, that's extremely fucked up. It's no, it's definitely on purpose. So I've started like last season, I started in the postseason. I turned my phone off and and then I realized like it was way better to not follow the game on Twitter and, and live, you know, at the, at the same time, like that's just better. Um, right. I just, it, I, I actually, you know, at doing this and, and talking to Roflo, uh, who's, and I, I mentioned his signature sports center thing and it was the, uh, uh, what's, what, uh, what's Djokovic, the tennis player, what's Djokovic's first name, Novak? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. There was some, there was some tennis highlight on SportsCenter and, he, and out of nowhere he came up with, is Novak going to have to Djokovic? And, and <laughs> I, it's the greatest thing I've ever heard on, he's on what, SportsCenter. He's one of my favorite, especially, he's one of my favorite SportsCenter anchors of all time because there was like, it, the quality dropped off after the original guys who were, I mean, you had the legends, Dan Patrick, Stuart Scott, rest in peace. Uh, Keith Olbermann. Uh, Keith Olbermann, all these guys are just, and they're all still just the top of the line in that, that line of work, all just incredible. Uh, so like, he was like, I guess he came around with like, who was the, uh, who's the, who's the bald guy? Uh, Scott, Scott Van Pelt. Van Pelt. And, yeah. Yeah. Who's great. Like he, like, so yeah, Robert Flores is one of the best sports center guys in all time. And he's great. He's, he's great on MLB TV. Like he, he's one of my favorite pundits or whatever you want to call analyst. Um, just uh, and he's a Houston guy. So you got to support that. 
but just but but you know just the perfect balance of fun and 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 fair doesn't take himself too seriously but still knows what he's talking about and like that's just like that's it's just a it's a rare thing and like i just he's just the best and like uh, even though you even though he wasn't too uh, optimistic on here and I, and i i personally don't blame him i'm choosing no, no, to be I... optim i'm i'm choosing to be optimistic even though i 100% agree with him across the board on all of his points if that makes any sense no if it's it's sort of come and and like i said doing this and then talking to him it, I've sort of become I'm, – I'm to the point where do I think the Astros are going to lose this series? Yeah, I think there's a really good chance they do. Am I going to lose it if they, if they win it and, and move on and just see how, like how far can they go after the depths of, of what we've been through over the last you know, six weeks of following this team, maybe five weeks? Um, you know, the, the, whatever. You know, whatever happens, happens. But I'm, I'm actually more excited about it than I was two hours ago. I am too. The the one head scratcher for me, and it'll be interesting if if we can swing at this off season, and I don't even know that he'd do it. If we can get Lance back on and, and, and have him talk about why in the actual hell did he pitch last night? And why is he not an option for game two rather than best case scenario? He's your game three guy. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I, all I saw with reports that he wanted to get regular work in just to, just to maintain on schedule. But I, yeah, I don't, I, I would have liked to see him pitching game one, the way he's pitched. I mean, I, Lance would be my game one starter. So like that, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I'd like to get an answer to that. And I, I could probably, I wonder if I could text him and ask him that, but that doesn't do anything for us now. Um, I wonder, I wonder if, if when, what he said last night after the game, when he threw last night, he, so he just finished up a streak of like 17 and two thirds innings where he did not allow an earned run. No, he was as dominant as ever. I mean, just absolutely and, filthy. And I think when, when he was like, you know, I'm basically, except for 30 minutes in early August, I'm a sub three pitcher. I wonder if that wasn't directed. That he, so Lance, he's, he's appropriately cocky. He know, he's good wow. and he knows he's good, but he's, good. Not like a, he's not a dick about it. The, I wonder if that wasn't more directed at, at Strom and Dusty Baker than it was just him reflecting on the season to be like, I, I why was I even pitching? Like, I could go Tuesday. And I understand why you give Grinky game one, but, well, but if you're talking sure. about who's, who's been over the last month to six weeks, who, who can you trust? I would put it McCullers, Urquidy, Grinky, Grinky being the third what about sort of Frommer? stabilizing option. What about Frommer? So I'm I'm okay you with him. You just not you, you just personally not trust him or, or whatever because he's been he's been pretty damn good too. No, I, with him he has experience coming out of the bullpen. Okay. And and so I'm okay with him being the guy that you turn to in the in the third inning if things get hairy to to get you. Well, we in years past we'd say to the seventh, but now right. probably it, as nine, long as possible. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. But I don't, you know, McCullers doesn't have the experience of coming in with with one on and and one out in the third no. inning. Um, and no, the, he's and, the kind of guy I feel like he, but he feel like he's the kind of guy that could do that. Just the way he is amped up and a competitor, I feel like he's the guy that you could throw in there. Not that you would, he's starting pitcher, and this is a moot point, but he's yeah. one of those guys that you put him in any if you know, like the the, the ALCS in twenty seventeen. Just a guy that can whatever you need him to do, he's going to be up for it. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need need any outlying factors it's he, he can get amped up for any situation but what i'd say for for mccullers in this situation is he's been so consistently dominant that maybe giving him that regular work to keep him in doing whatever he was doing to keep him sharp i mean that doesn't that's not crazy uh i, I see it's, where it lines up for the post he's not planned for it but he's been if he's been doing this and on this regular schedule and been as good as he's been ever in my opinion um as dominant like to maybe to not give him a break there could, could fuck up his whole routine and everything. And just, and that could have him screwed up coming into the postseason rather than keeping him on schedule and pitching him where he'd be the most useful for the team, whether that's game two or game three, whatever it is, it is what it the, is. The, the problem is that, that <clears throat> allowing him to be on his regular schedule is dependent on you winning one of those first two games. Well, that's, I like the confidence then. If you can't, I mean, you got a Zach Granke start. You've got this lineup. Like, you've got to think that you can win the game. This, this team isn't a bunch of bums. This is the defending American League champions, 
and granted, you've got some injuries and stuff, but you have some new people stepping in. This team is – this lineup is still as potent up and down the lineup as the Minnesota Twins. I mean, and, and they are. And granted, you haven't seen it all season, but it's <laughs> – The last 60 games aside. But that's – I mean, that's but – it's, but it's not like it's – it is not crazy talk for me to say like that they can't come in and absolutely demolish the Minnesota Twins at any given point. Uh, they they can. They're they're capable of it. They're capable of scoring runs in bunches, um, hitting for power up and down the lineup. It they are good enough to beat anybody, and they should not be scared of the Minnesota Twins based on what they've done for two months. Go on what they've done for the past four years. Like this team should be confident, and. Uh, and I think they are. I think they have that cockiness. They just need to they just kind of hone in and, and kind of put it all together. They should not – the Astros should not be scared of the Minnesota Twins. I don't care how good they are and how good a year they had this year. The Astros should not be scared of anybody. And that's just my personal opinion. And maybe that's just my, my arrogance from these past few years of how good they've been. Like, I don't – hearing the Minnesota Twins, uh, even – I'm just not – this year, I'm just not judging. It's, it's two months – Anything can happen in two months. You guys can't hit and they turn it on. Like, it's just not, it's not a, we're, we're treating it as it's a, as an entire body of work in a regular year. And it's just not. So, uh, and, and of course you have to treat it that way because it is, but it's not an entire body of work. That's all-star break type stuff. A team can turn it around and a team that's good can come in and, and, and do, go the other way and still end up 20 games over 500. So, I, and a team this good is capable of doing that. So I'm just choosing to go optimism. I'm not scared of the Minnesota Twins. Do I, I mean, I'm not expecting one thing or the other, but I'm definitely not expecting the Astros to lose. I'm just not, I'm, I'm a wait, and, wait and see. We'll see, it's exactly right, we'll see. I like the take it back with a question mark. Yeah, take it back, I mean, <laughs> but it could also be, yeah, sh should we take it back? I think we, we should probably try to do that. We'll see what Let's happens. try. Give it a shot. Win for all those cardboard cutouts. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't – I understand anybody with with these complaints and, and these takes, it, it's based on stats and numbers, and I completely get it. But if baseball is weird enough for the Astros to do what they've done for these 60 games, then it's as weird enough for them to turn around and be the Houston Astros that we know they are for the, for the postseason. And it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody just because baseball is that fucking weird. And honestly, there, there could be – you know, where, where you look around the clubhouse and you see, you see Brantley, you see Reddick, who's probably in a Speedo for no reason. Like, literally flag no reason. Speedo. Like, no, come on, Reddick. Can you can read the room? Like, can you just not have the Confederate flag Speedo on this time? He's like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> you can it's, on, heritage, it's, heritage, it's heritage, not hate. It's heritage, not hate. Like, Reddick, <laughs> it feels like hate. It does feel a little bit like hate. Heritage, not hate. Trust me, heritage, not hate. <laughs> my, my militia, my, 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 my militia's flag. Don't worry about it. It's my militia's flag. It's not hate. It's heritage. It's like Reddick, it's a little bit hateful, but okay. And I'm obviously kidding, Reddick. I don't think Reddick's a racist, so just don't. Okay. And there's a decent chance he is. I mean, yeah, Savannah. Savannah well, I think guy. he's learned. I think baseball, being in clubhouses, they're so multicultural. It'd be impossible for you to continue to be a racist unless you're somebody named Aubrey Huff. If you're Aubrey yeah, that's Huff, true. if you're if you're John Rocker and Aubrey Huff, you're just your hate runs so deep that there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can Those do about colors, it. Those colors do run. Uh, Those colors, sure. yeah, the colors do run. And, hey, it is, it, when I say heritage, not hate, I do mean hate. Yeah, it means hate, yeah, obviously. It's a, <laughs> it's a flag for the, for the South, for slavery. So, yeah, it does mean hate, even though I'm going to say heritage, not hate. Yeah. I, but uh, I wonder okay, – Sorry, Fisher Point, my bad. That, that was really I, – I really enjoyed that, that little uh, side note. Um, I wonder how much of, of what happens over the next – I mean, because it's, it's probably, what, 48 hours till game till the first pitch in game one. I mean, it's is the it, Astros. Is it, that are, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? It's, uh, it's Tuesday. Is it really Astros. that quick? Okay, well, then that's – I was thinking it was going to be a Wednesday start. Okay. Well, well, I, think, I, think the Nash, I think the NL starts – I think the NL goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The AL goes okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. But over the next – you know, and it, because it's the Astros, they're probably going to get, like, the 9 a.m. start. Oh, well, um, this year, who cares? Yeah. A.m. start the um how much of it is looking around and seeing brantley seeing reddick seeing springer and and thinking like this is it like we don't know what's going to happen this offseason let's let's see what damage we can do and uh, because this just i mean you know you think of like the core four the the altuve correa bregman springer the springer might be gone and correa might be gone after next season and, and right. I made a weird comparison. Like, like Correa has acted more like, like Adam Everett 
this season than the Carlos Correa that, that we knew. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's been great defensively. You talk about how he talked about how great his defense has been. And it's been, he's fantastic. one of the best in the, in the entire league. He's incredible. He's an incredible shortstop. So that, and that, but that's the way he can be productive. So he didn't, but the difference, between, the difference between a, 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 a 256 defensive shortstop and a 286 defensive shortstop is, is a hundred million dollars. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. for the last couple, for the last couple of years, he's been the 260 defensive shortstop when he's been on the field. I just wonder, you know, is there a point where, where you have a, have a group text going and you're like, let's just, let's just go out and do it. And, and how much of, of the possibility of the, uns- or the uncertainty of what this offseason holds is a motivating factor in, in doing some damage. And, and I, I would have thought that, that this whole season would have been like that, but I also understand that you can't – and we've talked about it, you cannot maintain game seven intensity over the course of 162 games. No, no, th- yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right. And, like, this, this year, I, I think it's been – and, again, to, to go back on what – what Roflo said, like it's it's been just an amalgam of of different problems, all just a perfect storm of everything kind of coming together, and that it took it had to take all of these factors coming in to make them play right around 500 baseball. So that and then I'm just gonna I'm going back and staying with the silver lining optimism. So that's how good of a baseball team they are, is that it took all of these things, this this crazy 2020, this weird season, no fans coming off the, a scandal, uh, injuries, guys not not performing. It, it was still only 60 games. So, like, and they don't – just a mental, a mental preparation aspect of it, you're used to having a full season. Yeah, if you hit 220, 250, whatever for the, for the first half of the season, that's not good. But you're used to being able to just play yourself out of it. And if you're a player like Alex Bregman or Jose Altuve, I mean, if you have to – if you've got a gun against your head and the bet is – Will Jose Altuve hit and be productive or not? If you bet or not, even based on what you've seen, you're stupid. Yeah, because the, all, sure. because all all of the all of history says Jose Altuve is an elite hitter and can hit. So I, it's just it, and and he ultimately and he ultimately will. So I, I think all of the pessimism is going off the fact that you haven't had production from those guys. But I mean, Carlos Correa is a notorious. He has big hits in the postseason. Loves the big stage, has hit some big home runs, you know, some walk-off home runs. Jose Altuve, one of the biggest, uh, best hitters in the clutch uh, on the biggest one stage. One of pennant on a walk-off. Like, that's I mean, I mean, he granted, he did get a buzzer to help him win. But other than that, like, sure. the, the buzzer was like, here, it's even, whatever. Uh, that's a bad he, joke. He, he keistered it. He, he keistered it, and it was uh, – it gave him some pleasure to and, know that the fastball was coming, and, and we respect it. And I've seen that same that same pitch from Aroldis Chapman this year and on multiple uh, games that he's given up walk-offs where he's just yep. just made bad pitches over the plate and bad counts and, and pitchers counts where he didn't need to do that and got teed up. So uh, yeah, they, just, they, 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 he just got he just got, got on that one, and Jose Altuve absolutely demolished it. So uh, that, that is what it is. Yankees fans act like the devil hit a walk off. I off would, of I Jesus would too. Christ. So I can't, I can't. Are they the worst people? And they're, they're terrible. Yeah, they're awful. But I, I can't say that I don't. I mean, you look for any scapegoat, anything you can blame it on. Uh, that's just the American way. Uh, I don't, I don't blame <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah. Jose Altuve had the real devil in his ear, saying, "Here comes the like." Yeah, we or not even the angels in the outfield. The devil's in the infield, and it's got a bunch of demons <laughs> helping Jose Altuve. <laughs> That's my new movie I've written. It's the demons in the infield and like, yeah, the devil and a bunch of demons help the Astros win the 2020 World Series. And it's really, it's really fun scripts. Martin uh, Duplass can definitely make that happen for sure. <laughs> that'd be, be pretty fun. And yeah, that'd be, yeah, real, real, real fun, real fun scripts. Uh, but so I, I think that we need to just keep in mind that the, the, the guys who haven't produced are capable of doing it. And, and history says that they will hit, that we can't, just can't count them out. And I'm going to, yeah, it, it's gonna be fun. Let, fuck it. Let's. I mean, let's just go win it. Yes. So people are like, oh, they were twenty nine. Just acting like the end all be all at their record of twenty nine and thirty one. It just, or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever is that their record? I have, I don't know. Yeah. Just act, acting like that. They're just. They're not good. I. I, I just. Yeah. Well, there, I think it's there's. A, they. They are capable of being good. They. This team is still a deadly lineup. They still have the starting pitching to do it. Uh, there's some question marks. A hundred percent. But they are. There's no team in this league. That, uh, I mean, Dodgers aside, the Dodgers are pretty damn good. 
but I, I'm just not scared of anybody, even with this, this iteration of the Houston Astros. I'm not scared of anybody. I, I think they can play with anybody. There's a difference between, between busting, on, busting on this team on Twitter and pointing out like, no, you, you idiots were 4-14 four and 14 on the road in September when you had the easiest schedule to close out the season in baseball. Yeah. Like, I think there's value in pointing out like, this is how much you crap the bed. And, and yeah. cause I've, I've done that multiple times today, even um, on Twitter, which no one should ever be on, but no, it should the, not unless you, yeah, you have to only go on there to, to tweet about bad, terrible things that should scare you. Fear mongering is the only thing you can tweet about, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, I, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I want, I want, part of me, I'm, I'm torn between thinking like, this isn't the year. And and thinking might, like and it oh, might not make be. it the year, make it the year. Yeah, but I don't know that you can just flip a switch after sixty games and from Sunday to Tuesday turn into a completely different team. I think a t- I think a team with with the success they've had over the past few years in the postseason, and 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 these kind of veterans, those kind of guys, I think that they are capable of making that kind of switch. And I and again, my my approach is going off the the, the fact that. I, I don't care if they lose. So like it's you might as well win. So I don't want to I don't want to say that that they haven't crapped the bed this entire season. This has been a, a lackluster year. It's been it's been weird. It's been bad. It's been disappointing. But th- again, that can exist while them being like, okay, well, we we know that we're good. We have confidence in ourselves as professionals. Uh, we've dominated the postseason for the the past few years, and uh, you know, won two pennants, won a World Series, been been in three ALCSs. Um, I mean, you kind of—they can win in the postseason. And, and, and granted, you don't have JV, and there's some there's some some factors that where you can look at this. But you know, they're, they're professionals, and and they're perfectly capable of it. So I'm just looking at like, fuck it, let's go. I mean, it's the Minnesota Twins. We had the Memorial Day miracle. Like, come yep. on, we don't trust we don't trust them. I don't care how good their lineup is, and Marwin Gonzalez wanting to to haunt us. <laughs> Are we doing uh, post game shows for the Patreon? After I, I, I think I, I mean I, let's do it. That, yeah, I think we should. All right, I'm just not going to say. I was, I was this considering. Cool. I was considering throwing this one on the Patreon just because, uh, just because of the duration of Robert Flores. But I'm not going to do it just because I'm a nice person. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we'll do the post game streams on that for sure. So join up. Join up. Patreon.com/slash Lima Time Time. We will do a nightly recap of of each game. Uh, hopefully it's not. Well, hopefully it's both games in our favor. Hopefully it's not just both games and what yeah yeah just two games and we're done but i mean that's possible we'll see but I, it's I, possible I, so so hit us up on patreon uh we'll do a uh yeah we'll we'll do a, a post game show this week for and and for the foreseeable future until the astros don't play anymore um, yeah let's get excited it's, it's postseason baseball let's let's have some fun with it let's all let's see are they are they gonna have the audacity to sell 120 dollars hoodies again because i'm buying one if they are fuck it now let's do it Get our I'm hats wait for... with the weird emblem on it. Let's just spend our money. Let's just – I've got so many postseason hats from when they lose. I'm just like, I'm not going to wear this ever again, but I'm buy... <laughs> am I going to buy it? 100%. Let's buy our gear. Let's get, let's, get, let's get crazy and take it back, question mark. You know what I mean? Trump 2020. Goodbye.